The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or Making Our Seniors Matter. Welcome to Seniors Speak, a podcast series by seniors for seniors, organized by Making Our Seniors Matter, a not-for-profit organization and funded by the Government of Ontario's Ministry of Seniors Affairs. I am Terry McIntyre, Senior Investment Advisor with Manulife Securities. I am so proud to be a sponsor of this podcast. Having seniors speaking to seniors and bringing the program themselves together is something you just don't see. And the minute I heard about it, I thought, this matters. And I was really pleased to see it, what, it's, what they're doing, how they're going about it. I had to sponsor. It is just the right thing. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hello, I'm Ken Graydon with the Seniors Speak in Caledon. And I'm here today with David McLean. David and his wife Susan are seniors living in Mississauga. David's now retired. He's had a career as a chemist and a researcher, and he's on the executive of the Mississauga's Seniors Council. He's going to talk to us about the financial stress that middle-income seniors face in this province. David, go ahead. Thank you, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. There's a very famous singer by the name of Aretha Franklin. She's known as the Queen of Soul. One of the songs that made her famous early in her career was the one that goes something like this. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. So you may remember that song. Respect is what seniors want and what seniors deserve. There was a seniors town hall held in southern Mississauga by our MP, Sven Spengemann. And there were presentations and there was a Q&A session. During the Q&A session, a lady stood up, sitting very close to me, And she said, with tears in her eyes, seniors feel like we are at the back of the bus. So that's not a comment of feeling respected. And in fact, we tend to agree with that comment. By the way, today my comments aren't really focused on the very poor seniors or the very ill seniors. They're already on the radar of governments. And my comments also are not focused on the very wealthy seniors the Conrad Blacks and so on, they're financially just fine. I'm really focused on sort of the 80% of seniors that I'll call middle income seniors, reasonably healthy, and most of them living in their home or in a condo. The term they use today is aging in place, that seniors should age in their homes in retirement and remain vibrant in their community, contributing in lots of ways. Seniors are actually happier and, more importantly, healthier when they live in their homes and in their communities. But, you know, um, it's not possible for seniors to live forever in their homes, and at some point they've got to make this difficult decision about when to move out and where to go. I agree, and that's a tough decision, and it varies. I have relatives who have lived in their home until they were 95, went into the hospital, dead in a few weeks, their entire lives in their home. Others I've known have been in their home for 50 or 60 years. It varies. I know it varies. There's a misconception, in my opinion, 
by governments that because a middle-income senior is living in his home or condo and that that home or condo has value or increasing value, misconception is they're just financially fine. That's the misconception. We get this feedback when we talk to the City of Mississauga Council and the Mayor. You guys have homes, they're growing in value, you guys are just fine. We get the same feedback when we talk to the provincial government. We talk to the provincial government about this. Same kind of feedback. We don't have that same feeling of financial security. The issue is this. Most middle-income seniors' incomes are flat, fixed. They change hardly at all over time. So take a decade of time, their incomes barely change at all. But while the incomes don't change, the costs and taxes associated with living in their homes are skyrocketing. Let me give you a couple of examples. Mississauga and Peel, which we know very well. In the past decade, property taxes have gone up 40 to 45 percent in the past decade. That's a huge number because the tax bill is a large one to start with. Uh, hydro bills in the past <laughs> decade have gone up 52 percent. That's also a big monthly bill you have to pay. And not just that, you have costs of keeping your home up, you have costs of providing gas to heat it in the wintertime, and so on and so on. So what I've just described, flat incomes and soaring costs, that is a toxic situation for middle-income seniors on fixed incomes. It's toxic, it's unsustainable. What it does is it results in seniors trying to age in place, becoming completely cash-strapped, cash-strapped in their homes. All the money that comes in at the beginning of the month goes out to cover taxes and costs with almost nothing left over, and every year it gets worse. So what are the consequences of the cash-strapped senior? Let me give you a couple consequences we found. Number one, seniors are drifting into poverty at alarming rates. This is information from the last couple of censuses that were done. In the past 10 years, the number of seniors in poverty has gone up 32%. It's the only demographic, the only demographic that has an increase in poverty rates. You've got single moms with kids and all sorts of other people are coming out of poverty. Seniors are going into poverty. That's a terrible statistic. And I think a lot of those seniors might have been okay at one time, but they have been driven into poverty by costs and taxes. So that's one consequence. Another consequence, food banks. Now I've been talking to the Mississauga Food Bank and to the Daily Bread Food Bank in Toronto. And Ken, in the past four years, the usage of food banks by seniors has gone up 50%. 50%. How sad is that, that someone may be living in their condo or in their home, paying their hydro bill, paying their property taxes, and they don't have any money left over they go to a food bank for food. Can I just ask you a question? Sure. Uh, if it's 50% for seniors, what is it for non-seniors? So I don't have all those details. And I of course you have to recognize that seniors as a group are expanding on their own rate. Yes. So not to say that 50% isn't, is not a concern, but I wonder if it tells the whole story. Yeah, I think it's just one of the indications. Eh? We've got the poverty number, food bank usage. Let me tell you something else, a third consequence we see of this pressure, cash-trapped seniors. The third consequence is 
seniors all over my neighborhood and many neighborhoods in Mississauga are selling their homes and moving somewhere else. That's what they're doing. They're selling their homes and moving someplace where they hope they can make ends meet. Maybe it's Nova Scotia. Maybe it's Elliot Lake. Seen the commercials for Elliot Lake? Somewhere where you can live for little money here, so they sell their Mississauga home and go somewhere else. My neighborhood has very few seniors left in it. It was full of seniors. They've all moved somewhere else, and not in Mississauga. They've moved out of Mississauga to some place where they can afford to live. It should not be an expectation in our city and in our region that seniors, when you turn senior, you've got to get out. And yet that's the feeling we get when we talk to our politicians. Just move somewhere else. Sell your home. It's worth some money. It'll help you make ends meet. That's not fair. Well, I'm sure that uh, that's a major reason for them to move, but there must be other reasons for them to move besides financial. Maybe they just don't know anybody anymore in their community that they lived in for 10 or 20 years. Maybe they want a smaller community to retire in. Uh, what about those factors? I hope that's the case, but I feel that a senior at the age of 65, 75, or 85 having to move is a very traumatic event. Not good for their health, they are leaving behind their doctors, their churches, their neighbors, their friends, going somewhere else hoping they can fit in there. Very traumatic for a senior. So I don't think it's a good thing. There will be some cases where, oh, I can move close to my daughter who lives in Welland. Okay, that's a good, good scenario. I don't think that's what's happening. I think seniors are cash-strapped. They're proud. They're not going to say they're cash-strapped. Say, well, we just got to go somewhere. I just can't pay the bills anymore. Let me go to number four. So we talked about poverty. We talked about food banks. We've talked about being coerced into moving out of the community. The fourth thing that's happening, maybe the worst, seniors are giving their homes back to the banks. I'm talking about reverse mortgages. Have you seen the ads on TV? They've plastered the television. They've taken over Ontario, these ads. In a reverse mortgage, you give your house, part of your house to the bank. They charge you a very substantial interest rate. Behind the scenes, over time, they own more and more of your home. And if you happen to survive in your home for 20 years, they may very well own the entire home. Now, we are a generation of seniors who have taken great pride in sacrifice, raising our families, educating them, and paying off our home, right? That was the way I was brought up. Pay off that mortgage, own your home. It's the only real asset you have as a senior. So now, these lovely commercials about how wonderful it is, you can travel with your kids and so on, you give your home back to someone else. I called the reverse mortgage company and I pretended to be an interested client. And they told me all the wonderful things about it. And, uh, and they said to me, I said, well, are you busy? They said, we cannot keep up with the demand in the GTA. We cannot keep up with the demand. And then they, she boasted to me, by the way, she said, we, this is the, the one reverse mortgage company that operates in Canada, are the fastest growing company in Canada. The fastest growing company in Canada. Do you know how they make money? From seniors. They can only do business with seniors. They take their homes and they suck the equity out of them. Fastest growing company in the country. This is not a good thing. I'm ashamed of that. And yet the commercials, I see them all the time. So those, so those things I've just described to you, four things, poverty, food banks, moving away or giving your home back to the bank, these are not indicators of a healthy senior middle-income population in this province. Well, I believe most seniors would agree with you. Uh, it's, it's interesting, though, that uh, in spite of that, 
there is such a market demand for reverse mortgages. I don't happen to be one of those, but uh, I'm impressed with the, the market that's there because of just of what you've said. Ken, the market demand is because they are cash-strapped. They're in their homes. They love being in their homes. They want to be close to their family and their friends. They're cash-strapped, so they do this. And they see lovely commercials, by the way. It just looks fantastic. But what they're doing is giving away the asset that they had. So what's, what what's is the, the answer? So let's look across what's the What's your proposal? Let's look across the country at what other governments have done to help their seniors. Let's look to British Columbia. Now you're talking about other provinces. Yes, let's look yeah. to British Columbia. Okay. In British Columbia, they took action over a decade ago to support their seniors. Let me tell you what they've done. First thing they've done, every senior in BC who lives in a home or a condo, who pays property tax, gets a property tax rebate of $850. Every senior, $850 off the top of the bill. That's a sign of the society there respecting the senior population. It's a senior's discount, right? It's a senior's discount. We know when you're a senior, your income drops in half. Well, here, we'll give you something off your property tax. Isn't that nice? The second thing they do is this. They allow any senior in BC, in their home or condo, to take their property tax bill, which is a big one, and defer it into the future. They can take the property tax bill and pay it when they sell their home in the future. Imagine you're a cash-strapped senior, and all of a sudden, your property tax bill doesn't have to be paid every month. That's a big bill, and all of a sudden, you can afford some of these other increases in costs that you have around you. Defer it forever? Defer it until the home is sold. So that could be 10 years? Could be 10, 20, whatever. There's no limit on that. So they don't pay any tax? Property tax. This is property tax. I guess if they pay their provincial tax on their tax returns and the federal tax, that's what they would do. So they pay, just to be clear, so you're saying they, in BC they pay no property tax. They have the option to defer it into the future. But they may, if they choose to, defer it until they sell it, which exactly. could be 10, 15 years. Exactly. And, and I'm not sure about this, but I think the uptake is on the order of 30% of people would do that. So not everyone needs to do that. If you have enough cash flow, you pay your taxes. If you're cash-strapped, you can defer it into the future. So this is the message we're telling our politicians. Look what's happening in BC. Let's do a little thought experiment. Let's pretend we're a senior couple. We're a senior couple, and we live in the greater Vancouver area. So we live in the greater Vancouver area. The house prices have soared. Property taxes get dragged up. When that happens, property taxes get dragged up. We, as a senior couple in Vancouver, can handle it by saying, just going to defer my property tax bill into the future. It doesn't matter to me that I live in a hot community with taxes that are soaring. It doesn't matter to me. Put us now in the greater Toronto area. Same couple. We're sitting in the homes. The same kind of market going up. The municipalities jump on that. Property taxes soaring. We have trouble making ends meet. So in the GTA, we have trouble making ends meet. In BC, we defer it into the future. It's like they are first-class seniors and we are back of the bus seniors. That's what it feels like. This is the message we're giving to our politicians. So in BC, what would the cost, your estimate of the cost be to BC for that kind of a program? We've actually put together a cost estimate for Ontario. We put a cost estimate together and we've shared that with the Minister of Finance of Ontario and with the Minister of Seniors Affairs in Ontario. Cost estimate, it's an interesting situation because for the first number of years when seniors do this, 
the provincial government has to bridge finance that loan. They have to pay the municipalities. Municipalities still get their taxes, right? So the provincial government bridge finances that. So the first number of years, more and more seniors will take advantage of it. After some years, maybe five or six, people will start selling their homes and it gets paid back. So after a period of time, there's no new net cost. But there is an initial cost as people take advantage of it. So the cost of bridge financing that loan to the municipalities is what we're talking about. We did a rough estimate for the Minister of Finance in Ontario. We think it would be about $300 million a year. Now, what we say is, if you've got seniors who are happier and healthier in their homes and they can stay there, and the health budget is $50 billion, which is what it is, $300 million is just jump change. It's a very affordable option. Very affordable option. What about other provinces? No other province has done what BC has done. But then BC has the image of being the senior-friendly province. You know, if you say, where's the friendliest place to live as a senior? I would say BC initially, even before I did any of this research. Well, you think of the weather is nice, you know, and so on. Well, they treat their seniors with respect. That's what I'm talking about, respect for seniors. So can you tell me if there's any interest on the deferral? Let me tell you what BC does. They do charge interest. They charge interest on the deferral. The interest rate they charge, most of us are probably familiar with the term prime, prime rate, the prime mm -hmm. interest rate. It's offered to banks and so on, prime rate. BC charges prime minus 2%. So right now, that is 1% they charge on the loan. So they're not doing it to make money off the seniors. They're doing it to probably cover their administrative costs or small costs in there. I expect that's all it does. So that, so at the end of the time you pay it off, it's hardly growing at all. In fact, your house is growing much more than that, you know, by the time you pay it off. But the cost is remarkably low. So they're not out to make money. They're out to do it in an affordable way for seniors. So what's the uh, Finance Minister of Ontario's answer to your proposal? Well, we met with him, and uh, his name is Charles Sousa. He's a very talented politician. He uh, listened to us and said, gosh, you know, this would be very easy to fund and finance. Well, there's been no sign of any initiative coming. How long ago was it? Uh, two or three months ago. But they um, don't move that fast, you know. By the, by the way, <laughs> you will know that there is, <clears throat> there is an election coming up in Ontario next year. And so we, the Mississauga Seniors Council, we've partnered with the, with the um, United Senior Citizens of Ontario group. We've partnered with them. So we now have, we're actually now speaking for seniors across the province, direct contact with a third of a million seniors. So we talk to politicians, we say we've got a third of a million seniors behind us. We don't want to be third-class citizens, back of the bus. And so they listen and they say nice things. And so then we listen for, okay, what initiatives might come forward? We've spoken not just to the party that's in power, we've spoken to the progressive conservative leader. We have a date set up to speak to the leader of the NDP in Ontario. So we're talking to all the politicians. We're agnostic eh, to politics. We simply want to get respect for seniors. Well, David, that's a very provocative uh, proposal that you've made and interesting. And uh, let's see just where it goes. You've been listening to David McLean of Mississauga with some thought-provoking ideas. And this is Ken Graydon signing off for Seniors Speak in Caledon. Just minutes from the historic charm of Streetsville, 
Viva Mississauga is a brand new, state-of-the-art residence nestled in scenic Churchill Meadows. We're surrounded by inviting walking trails and conveniently close to public transit, great shopping, and more. No matter how you enjoy spending your day, you'll find it all right here. Great food, great service, great amenities, and great people. That's Viva Mississauga's commitment to making today great. Seniors Speak is an innovative podcast that gives a platform for seniors to speak on issues that are passionate to them. This podcast is possible because committed seniors have volunteered their time to share their experiences, stories, issues, and their expertise to help educate, inspire, and empower other seniors and their families. This unique program was founded and organized by the not-for-profit organization Making Our Seniors Matter and generously funded by the Government of Ontario through the Ministry of Senior Affairs. If you have enjoyed any of our stories or perhaps know someone or an organization that would also enjoy it, please feel free to share. Visit makingourseniorsmatter.com for more details.